the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Heart of Innovation, 60 minutes that can save life and limb with new breakthrough ideas and innovation changing the healthcare landscape. Brought to you by patient advocacy group, thewaytomyheart.org. In partnership with Cardiovascular System Incorporated's patient advocacy campaign, Take a Stand Against Amputation. Here are your hosts for the Heart of Innovation, Emmy Award-winning journalist and founder of The Way to My Heart, Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist and founder of the Save My Piggies Health Education Series, Dr. John Phillips. Get ready for the unhealthiest time of year, the holidays. Research shows half of Americans will break their diet to give in to the temptation of holiday food. Hey, a little cheat here or there, well, we're all human, but you don't want to make a holiday habit of eating foods that will light your arteries on fire. The more logs on the fire, the more retardant you're going to need to put out those flames. And when bodies speak, the more fats and cholesterol being called in to patch up that artery damage. Well, don't worry, I'm not here to be Scrooge and tell you to not enjoy your holiday favorites. Actually, I'm going to be your Christmas angel, offering some healthier ways to enjoy them. The Way to My Heart has released its very first publication. It's called Food for Thought. And one of the biggest sections in the book is all about healthier substitutes. And during the next hour, we are going to be testing out some of those substitutes, show you how to use them. And I don't even know who's showing up today. We have patients, we have doctors, we have nurse practitioners, we have all of the above. And they're all going to be jumping in with their healthy holiday hacks and watching me destroy my kitchen. Right, Dr. Phillips? This is going to be awesome. Like we were talking about before the show started, I'm super, super psyched. And and I I hope you have a um, fire extinguisher close by. We don't want anything (laughs) going up in flames today. You know what? I think before we get started, I think you might want to give us a little bit of inspiration. (laughs) Dr. John Phillips, spectacular, vascular moment of inspiration. Well, you know, I thought since we are having a show about cooking, I and I I like to watch cooking shows, and I used to watch when I was a kid, like Julia Child. Right? <laughs> you just so, don't want to be watching. Julia Child. <laughs> Today we're going to make a holiday feast. <laughs> so I thought, all right, I'm, we're going to. That's gonna, hilarious. Thanks. That's our producer, Mike. That is really and, funny. And off the cuff, like we didn't even talk about that. So, Mike, well done. <laughs> Bravo. Um, so I found like 10 funny statements or interesting statements from her. So I'm just going to read those real quick, if that's okay. Uh, okay. The first one was, I was 32 when I started cooking. Up until then, I just ate. Um, a party without cake is just a meeting. I think every woman should have a blowtorch. That's pretty profound because she said that like her show was in the 1960s. So that was before, you know, the feminist movement or anything. So it's awesome that she's recommending uh 
you know, women have blowtorches back in the 60s. Uh, people who love to eat are always the best people. I would agree. It's hard to imagine a civilization without onions. Not a huge onion fan, but nonetheless, with enough butter, anything is good. That is exactly true. But I think we're going to be talking about some healthier substitutes. Um, here's another one. I always enjoy cooking with wine. Sometimes I even put it in the food. And then the last one that I am going to give you is always remember, if you're alone in the kitchen and you drop the lamb, you can always just pick it up. Who's going to know? And on that <laughs> note, what, what have you dropped today, Kim? I know. No, no, no. There's so much. And you hear nurse practitioner Kay live from Scotland in there as well. Um, God, I just burned my cookies. I was going to, you know, in those cooking shows where they have something already made ahead of time so you can show the final thing just in case you don't finish the process. Yeah, take a look. I already burned my cookies. Do you want me to give the recipe out before you burn them? I don't know. Should I? Should we start with the cookies? Where should we start? Gosh, my whole kitchen is filled with things. So just to set the stage as to why I'm in the kitchen doing this, we could get in a real chef. And I know Kay is going to bring in some tips from her nephew, who is a chef at a five-star restaurant in Scotland. But the reason I'm the one in here doing the cooking and actually taking some of his tips and also using some holiday hacks, healthy holiday hacks um, that I've learned in my journey in helping my dad who has heart disease, um, because there are all of our favorite foods. We tried God bless the Ornish diet. It's great. It's this big thousand page book with lots of recipes. But my dad still wanted to eat the things that he liked to eat. My mom's recipes. He wanted her lamb stew. He wanted her gravies. He wanted her chicken frigazee. But all of that had flour and all kinds of heavy gravies and things like that. And big portions, of course. So I'm going to share with you some hacks that helped my dad actually clinically reverse um, his cholesterol, his A1C with prediabetes. He's now completely clear. He's also slowed the progression of his plaque. And it's all just simply taking your favorite recipes and making them a little healthier. So that's what we're really going to be doing today. Um, There's a few comments online already, Kim. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I'm scared. (laughs) Alan says, Kim in the kitchen, big mistake. <laughs> Is that from her dad? No, that's from one of, um, so we work with, with the weight of my heart, we work with peripheral artery disease um, patients. We call them pad warriors. Peripheral artery disease is when you have some restricted blood flow in your legs due to plaque buildup. And a lot of it can be caused by some unhealthy eating. Um, it can be caused by higher cholesterol. It can be caused by a high A1C and that kind of thing. And Alan is one of my favorites. We also have Gregory say hello. I think he's still on here. He's a, one of our pad warriors. Hi, and he, he is a pseudo chef as well. He's owned a few restaurants. Greg? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you're on, Greg. Food, uh, but uh, I, I love butter. <laughs> Of cream, just like Julia's child, uh, but I'm learning to adjust with cashew milk and and xanthium gum and nu- nutritional yeast. Uh, I think a lot of it is very fascinating products. Uh, I was more or less thinking of how to properly cook a turkey and you know and store it, and I would recommend a cooler in the backyard or something. Uh, 
for because you run out of refrigerator space and and stuff like that. And I would say start on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, stuff that you it's can a make. lot of prep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, make it easy on yourself so you get, you're not running back and forth to the store. You can even make it easier on yourself. I mean, there are so many unhealthy side dishes when it comes to holiday feasts. But I was just at the store this morning and I found this in the frozen food aisle, which it seems very fall-esque, very for the United States, very Thanksgiving-esque. And it's some yellow squash, zucchini and onions all sliced up with a little uh, extra virgin olive oil, of course, early harvest, cold-pressed, hand-picked olive oil a little bit of sea salt and some cracked pepper. And this would be great. You can pick one up in the uh, frozen food aisle or even slice up the zucchini and onions yourself and just stick them in the oven. It makes a great, healthy side dish. Oh, yes, absolutely. absolutely. I believe in the, the frosting the turkey. Uh, that's why I'm suggesting a cooler in the backyard or something or or anywhere, somewhere in the house, uh, because it takes a long time to defrost the turkey thoroughly because sometimes they're frozen, and you probably should be buying one this weekend if you haven't already, uh, and just leave it in the fridge and uh, or in, you know, in a cooler. I usually put mine in a cooler because it's usually a bigger, you know, like a 20-pounder or 25-pounder. And remember to get a pan that the bird can fit in. Uh, if you can't, you can get tin. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I've done that. I messed up on that. <laughs> and then it know, was the juice was all over the oven. Yes, juice is always all over the oven. Uh, uh, as far as cooking, it's usually like 15 minutes per pound. So you want to practice your time. Uh, you probably want rosemary, sage, and uh, thyme. Uh, apples, onions, oranges, uh, all that stuff will go in the bird. Make sure you take uh, everything out of the bird. One side has the neck, the other side has the giblets and the other stuff. Because a lot of times, you at the end of it, you'll you'll come out and you'll find that you still have stuff inside the turkey. Done that. Uh, which is okay. <laughs> I think we've all done that. Plastic bag of giblets. <laughs> well, when we come back, we're going to have to talk about how to not overcook the turkey. I used to go to my aunt's house and the cookie turkey was always done like three hours before we actually sat down to eat. <laughs> Stay with us. <laughs> uh, degree. Leg health can indicate risk for heart attack, stroke, and amputation. If you have leg pain or cramps while walking, get checked for peripheral artery disease, or PAD. PAD is plaque buildup in mainly the leg arteries. Be sure to ask your physician for an ankle brachial index, also called an ABI test, where they use blood pressure cuffs to analyze the blood pressure in your legs. If they discover you have arterial plaque that's limiting blood flow to your feet, medicine and a regimented walking program are frontline treatment. If PAD is in its advanced stages, your physician may schedule a surgical intervention. Minimally invasive tools are available to remove plaque and restore blood flow, including cardiovascular system's Diamondback 360 atherectomy system, which sands away plaque that is a hard calcium. It's important to discuss all options with your physician, and if told you have no options, get a second opinion. Take a stand against amputation. For more information, go to standagainstamputation.com. That's standagainstamputation.com. Welcome back to The Heart of Innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. 
Once again, here's Amy Award-winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr. John Phillips. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, while Kim is busy, like a <laughs> I'm cooking in her, in her kitchen, cooking. We were just kind of during the break discussing the turkey uh, that a lot of folks have on Thanksgiving. But Kim, what are, what are you doing right now? Are we still working on those cookies? Well, I'm thinking that we can just start on the cookies. What do you think? I mean, yeah. I ended up, and I think Kay can help also with with a little bit of the the recipe. I'm going to yeah. turn my camera around for those of you who are on the video portion of this, but those on audio. So I have a can of organic 100% pure pumpkin puree. It's the solid pack and I poured it into a bowl. I'm taking, I have gluten-free rolled oats that I'm going to be putting in, um, into the mix. And there's going to be okay. So that's going to be a lot. Are you measuring in that? Or are you just kind of just. Oh, I am. I'm totally measuring yeah. it. It's, yeah. They're heaping. Heaping scoops. Heaping that, scoops. Right, heaping scoops. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's a recipe right there. All right. Good. And these okay. are flourless pumpkin spiced cookies. And at first I was actually, um, I'm not a big, I like dark chocolate and I'm not that's the biggest cute. fan of, you know, random Pumpkin we got dessert. Some, we got some wine in the background there. Is it, we gonna throw some wine in this? <laughs> That's no? actually really good balsamic vinegar. I make oh. really great holiday cocktails. The best holiday cocktail, should I say mocktail that you can make, it actually includes a dark cherry balsamic vinegar and it has um, some bitters. Okay. And a little bit, um, the rest of it is um, some. I'm um, sparkling water and it makes a delicious mocktail. You can tell I don't drink. No, no, no. It's a mocktail. So I'm not sure it's why you're bulking. Free. It's, it's your mocktail. It's, it's not alcohol. The vinegar and the, and the bitters, the Angostura bitters as well. I'm like, Ooh, um, but bitters is not alcohol. No, it's not. It's not alcohol, but you can only take so much. It's very, it can be poisonous. What? Yeah. <laughs> Bitters is poisonous if you take too much of it. We learn something new from nurse practitioner K every single day. So go wow. light on the bitters. Yeah. Yeah, go light <laughs> no more than four drops. <laughs> so anyway, what I'm what doing with these is. cookies. Oh, and we have Paula who's here. She is calling in. Where are you calling in from, Paula? Inburg, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And you're preparing for your holiday feast as well. I am, and I'm taking Gregory's advice and starting on Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. This is great. So what yes. do you think of the um, pumpkin puree cookies? So far, we have the pumpkin puree mixed in with some rolled oats. Um, Kay, what else do I need? Oh, I have, look you at this. I pumpkin spice and the maple syrup, a tablespoonful. I have sounds, a beautiful. I don't know what bitters is. What are What's bitters? Angostura bitters is for pink gin. It's an aromatic spike. Uh, yeah. Okay. But it's poisonous. Okay. Well, don't put it in no. the cookie, Pam. Tiny bit is fine, but if you put a lot in, you didn't bother. A bottle lasted my father about 20 years. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I ended up adding some um, pure maple syrup. Do not go out and get how, the maple how syrup. Much, how has- much maple syrup? You just kind of... 
Drizzled them out. There should be a tablespoon, but Kim's Kim's been a bit liberal. That's fine. Kim doesn't believe in measurement. I do not believe in measurements. Um, that's probably why when I would cook for my parents, they always say, wow, I really like that. What did you do? Can you do it again? And I'm like, oh, I don't no. know. Yeah. Um, so, and then, I don't I don't bake. I cook a lot, but I don't bake. Don't you have to be pretty precise when you bake things? Um, well, I don't yeah. think with this. I oh. think this is actually because we don't have flour and baking oh, soda oh, and things like that. Right. I think we can just time it's completely it. Completely flourless, so it's gluten-free. So, so I'm adding... She's now adding chocolate chips. <laughs> so these are uh, semi-sweet um, chocolate chips, and there's actually a brand that I just found that uses um, coconut brown sugar instead of any other sweetener. And there's another one that's on there, the semi-sweet chocolate chips you can find online that are actually sweetened by dates. And so if you're worried about your blood sugar, which many of us are, and especially my dad is, it's really important to find these alternatives, read the labels. And if you plan ahead, you can actually go online versus your local supermarket and find these healthier alternative products that can still, you know, help you to enjoy some of your favorite recipes like I am. And just to um, these pumpkin, because they're flour-free and gluten-free and sugar-free, they're healthy for most of the diets that people follow. And Chef Thomas, so my nephew and my godson, is Thomas Freer, and he supplied this recipe. And what restaurant is he? It's a five-star restaurant over in Scotland. That's correct. He trained and qualified, and he worked Seamill Hydro Hotel, which is the last hydro that's independent in Scotland. And a hydro means that it's a spa hotel. And he's a skinny wait, wait, what, chef. What is it? What is a hydro? A spa hotel. So oh, a spa a, hotel. Okay. Swimming pool and it has a spa. And he's actually listening as we speak. So I better be making a big shout out for Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making awesome. his cookies. Thanks for the cookies, Tom. Yeah. And- I'm really excited about the cookies. He's the skinniest chef you've ever seen. Most chefs are big, but he's like a stick. Um, <laughs> but whenever I went to the restaurant, because I'm diabetic, he would adapt the recipes for me. It was wonderful. How did he adapt some of your favorites? Can you give us some examples? Because when you go to those five-star restaurants, a lot of people say that they're afraid, especially over the holidays, to ask for something that is modified off of the menu. And they think going to these five-star restaurants that the chefs are not going to be want, want to be accommodating, but your nephew is very accommodating. So give us an example. Well, corn flour to thicken things. You use xanthan gum. He um, In the UK, they tend to use corn flour, but corn flour is actually contraindicated for type 1 diabetes because obviously it's made of corn and that's sweet. So he uses arrowroot to thicken things for diabetic people. So, and he recommends um, lots of different low-carb dishes, especially for um, diabetics. So I like uh, fish and he would do my fish and he would grill it for me and he wouldn't put butter, extra butter or anything on it. So he likes high-protein, low-carb, and he recommends that for your fruit, your holiday you should focus instead on veggies with whole grains lean protein low fat dairy if you like it and use it fruit and healthy fats there you go yeah we don't use dairy we don't recommend dairy through the way to my heart um, because it can cause inflammation in so many people 
Um, and they may not even know it. So usually we look for dairy alternatives and you'll and see some of the examples. Yeah, the, ex- the alternative is buttermilk. What is it, almond milk? We use almond milk. I actually prefer cashew milk or oat milk because they're a little creamier and easier to work with. Yeah. And so what I'm doing right now is I'm putting uh, just a few dollops of these cookies into Kim, the Kim, oven we've got right about uh, 20 seconds left. Perfect. So they're already, it was really easy. In just those few minutes, I was able to get the cookies from, in a sense, a dough from ingredients all the way into the oven. And I'm going to put them in there for about 10 minutes. So... We are ready to go to break. And when we come back, we'll see how those cookies turn out. And also, we have some hacks for your gravy to make even that healthier. So stay with us. Three years ago, my symptoms started with leg pain and leg cramps while walking. Me too, with a tightness in my calves. Well, do you know, my doctor thought that my leg cramps were a side effect of the statin he prescribed me. Well, my doctor just brushed them off as another symptom of old age. Mine thought the pain was radiating from my spine. My doctor blamed my neuropathy on diabetes until I got a wound on my foot that just wouldn't heal. Yeah, it turns out we all have peripheral artery disease, also known as PAD. It's plaque buildup mainly in the leg arteries causing poor circulation. For me, the diagnosis came too late and I lost my leg, but that does not have to happen to you. No, it does not, because there are treatment options available if you're diagnosed early enough. PAD, peripheral artery disease. If you've been experiencing leg pain, leg cramps, or neuropathy when walking, and your doctor isn't hearing you, we are. We are the way to my heart, the largest support network for peripheral artery disease patients. And we want to help you get back on your feet again. Visit our website at thewaytomyheart.org or call our Legsaver hotline 415-320-7138. Your life and limb could depend on it. Welcome back to the Heart of Innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. Once again, here's Emmy Award-winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr. John Phillips. Thanks, everybody. This has been a fantastic show thus far. We're working our way kind of backwards during our Thanksgiving dinner prep here. We've started with dessert, and then now I guess... Who doesn't uh, want to start with that's dessert? Exactly I right. mean, seriously. <laughs> Although Julia Child said you have to have a cake or else this is just a meeting, but nonetheless. Um, so you, you, what are we doing now, Kim? Uh, gravy? So I think... I think what everyone wants to know is, I think the number one unhealthy thing, well, of course, stuffing, but I've showed you a side dish instead of the stuffing, but also with stuffing, you can maybe get a a cornbread stuffing, make sure there's no enriched flour, make sure it's completely gluten-free. You can also, instead of doing a a stuffing, you can also make, I can show you a cauliflower mash. So instead of regular mashed potatoes, you can actually get riced cauliflower from the freezer and you can put it in with some cashew milk, not regular milk, get unsweetened cashew milk. And I'm starting to get to the point. I don't have a masher, so I don't know how many people have a masher, but I'm going to just, I'm cooking it up. It's going to stir. And then it's a great conduit for that gravy we're going to make. And when it comes to the gravy, we have another patient, Douglas, who has a great secret to success and how he thickens his gravy without flour. And that's a real key to making your Thanksgiving meal healthier. Douglas, do you want to show us and tell us how you're doing it? 
So what I'll show you is what I got. Let me turn this around. And remember, we're also on the radio, so you got yes, to describe Douglas, uh, it. Keep this PG too. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I got organic chicken broth. What I'm gonna do is put about a cup of that. Now, unfortunately, I do use measuring tools every now and then. Uh, uh, most of us do, that. Douglas. Actually. <laughs> So I'll put that in there and then I'll put it in my blender. And then what I learned from Kim is I got this gum and it helps sticking it up. So what I'll do is it's I'll called use- xanthan gum. Okay. So and- don't use like big league chew or anything, right? You- oh, <laughs> or tried it. Try okay, good. <laughs> um, double mint, um, double the pleasure. Uh, but no, you use xanthan gum, which is a powder. Another it's one you can hard. use is you can use arrowroot and you have to play with it. Make sure you play with it ahead of time. So when you're scooping the, um, you know, the, the broth out of your, you know, when you cook up the gizzards and things like that, you're trying to make the gravy scoop out, take the fat off the top and then pour your, your broth into the blender with start with just a teaspoon of the xanthan gum. I think that's just about Douglas. What you're using right now, first. So, um, so that's a powder. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's a powder. Yeah. Okay. All right. So he's putting the powder into the NutriBullet or into his blender. So I think we're going to hear it go in a second. Put the lid on. I hope so. You've been an awful mess. Yeah. Let's see this. <laughs> so what's okay. what's the arrowroot? What is that? Is that a powder too? It's a powder as well. And depending on the people, um, Kay's nephew, who's the five-star chef, actually said that xanthan gum was harder to use than arrowroot. But I yeah. found that the arrowroot for me was harder than the xanthan gum. So it just depends on the person. And we just try, really suggest trying it out before the day of. So what do you mean like harder to use? Is it like it thickens it up too much? or Yeah, either one over thickens. Oh, okay. The first time I used it, it was too thick. And yeah. if using it, I use it as my stew with my chicken and my carrots and all my add-ins. And it was so thick that on the second time I ate it, it was just, it didn't, wasn't good. So I had to cut it down. He had to uh, cut into his soup. <laughs> Which is what oh, this by the is. way, I'm, I'm getting a bullet in the head because Chef Tom said after him, um, I've not to call him the skinny chef. <laughs> okay, oh. and you just did it again. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that well, is insult us skinny people. And when I you- do to thicken up my bra. So how did you do with just a pinch there with one cup? Do you need a little bit more sprinkled in there? Or are you going to give it a go again with the blender? Or do you I'm think you thickened it up? Because that, that was a little less than what I used the first time. So that's the part where I think you're right. You have to adjust it to what you want it to fit your style or your, your taste. Right. The thickness also that you're looking for. Now I use the same theory. You're going to love this Dr. Phillips. So you're very familiar with this green bean recipe. This, what do you call it? The green bean casserole. We see it. I think it stemmed from one of the soup companies (laughs) wanting to sell more soup and making recipes around it. So suddenly across the U S a lot of people started this, tradition of having a green bean casserole and it's very savory it's actually kind of delicious but i had to figure out a healthier way to make it and 
Gregory, who is one of our pad warriors, can tell you what's normally in this green bean casserole that makes it so healthy. Right, Gregory? Yes. The green bean casserole normally is canned green beans, uh, Campbell's mushroom soup, and then Funyuns on the top. And we want to get away from the the processed uh, soups and stuff. And you want to use, like, fresh green beans and... uh, Instead of mushroom soup, you'd probably want to make a soup the way that Kim is suggesting. And Funyuns, I'm I'm struggling with that one, but it's just fried onions on the top uh, with a, a substitute instead of breadcrumbs. I was going to use sunflower uh, seed crumbs. Uh, that's uh, that was you know that's the green bean casserole that everybody uh, is is bad. I didn't realize it was bad. I thought green beans were good. Yep, until you get all the other cream and everything, all the processed stuff along with it. So stay with us because coming up, you're going to want to see my healthier hacks for your green bean casserole. So stay with us. Did you know that more than 40% of heart attack sufferers have normal cholesterol in a basic lipid panel? Well, it's true. Hi. I'm Kay Smith, nurse practitioner for The Way to My Heart, with this week's medical notepad. Let's talk about cholesterol levels. At just about every annual exam as an adult, your general practitioner may order a basic lipid panel to check your cholesterol levels. The so-called good ones, the HDLs, the so-called bad ones, the LDLs. If the results are high, they'll tell you that you're at risk of cardiovascular disease. If the results are normal, most will tell you that you're fine. But that's not necessarily true. A normal level of cholesterol in a basic lipid panel can give you a false sense of security. It's not until an advanced lipid panel is performed that you will know the quality of your so-called bad cholesterol versus the quantity. It's the quality that matters. It's the balance between the large LDL particles and the number of small LDL particles that can make the difference in your arterial health. You can have lots of large fluffy HDL particles that won't cause you any trouble. It's the small dense LDL particles that when they become oxidized by trans fats, free radicals, which are the biggest troublemakers. They tend to infiltrate the vessel wall where it's been damaged and somehow they push it out and restrict blood flow. In the United States, many labs offer an advanced lipid panel for a more comprehensive look at your cholesterol. It's worth asking your doctor to order one if you have cardiovascular disease, peripheral artery disease, or you have a high risk, the factors such as family history, autoimmune disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, or are overweight. And if you live in another country, you might not have the option of an advanced lipid panel, which will make the discussion about what is lighting your arteries on fire even more critical to have with your doctor. It's the artery damage that attracts the troublemaking cholesterol and must be mitigated to prevent or slow the progression of cardiovascular and peripheral artery disease. With this week's medical notepad, I am the way to my heart's nurse practitioner, Keith Smith. Welcome back to The Heart of Innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. 
Once again, here's Emmy Award-winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr. John Phillips. We are having a bunch of fun here uh, watching Kim <laughs> and, uh, and our guests cook. Uh, you know, normally we, we are you know taking a stand against amputation. Today we're taking a stand against bad food that's unhealthy. <laughs> and and before we went to break, right, we talked about that green bean casserole that everybody seems to like. But Kim, you've got uh, a healthy hack for that as well, right? I do. And we were talking actually during the break about the fact that a lot of this can be expensive when you think yes. of some of the healthier hacks. But in the book, Food for Thought, which you can get on Amazon, just search peripheral artery disease and you'll find the book. We do have a section on how to eat from the freezer because a lot of the fresh vegetables, they go straight from fresh to frozen and they don't have all those preservatives in it. And you can find them at the dollar store. We went shopping over at Walmart and not one of the items that we found that's in this book is over $3. And so, for example... Gregory was talking one of our pad warriors before the break about getting fresh green beans. If you could, you could even when you go to, you know, one of the the food service places that gives free packages of food. A lot of times they do have some fresh stuff you can get. But I got some frozen green beans, which I used. Um, the real key to this is instead of using a canned sauce, we want to use you know things that don't have a lot of preservatives. So I got the organic unsweetened cashew milk. I put some fresh cashews in it. Um, I heated it up. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it into my blender. Now, is that, ca- is that cashew milk? Is it um, sweet at all? or what it's, it unsweetened. Like? So it's unsweetened. Unsweetened. Okay. So I put in a few cloves of garlic. I put maybe about three or four cloves of garlic. We love our garlic. Yes. And I put in either a little bit of arrowroot or my choice again is the xanthan gum. And so I put in, I start with just a teaspoon of it because it can get way too thick very, very quickly. So you have to play with that. And then I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to put my top on and blend it slowly, actually bringing up the speed. Maybe that's very slow. Now, do you, did you need to add any salt or anything to that? I, you know, with the garlic, I tend not to use salt um, very much. I use a little bit of Mrs. Dash. That's a little bit of herbs and and things like that. Versus putting the salt in, I'm pouring the green beans into a little tin. And you're doing this one handed too. Is I'm that doing right? it. What wow. I'm doing this it one handed. Impressive. Really, really jack, quickly. Jack of all trades. <laughs> and then I'm pouring my sauce. Look at this. Look how creamy this is. This is actually my secret Alfredo sauce as well. So I put oh, yes. this over zucchini noodles and I make a beautiful, um, you know, little spaghetti Alfredo. You can see I'm just layering it on here. Now you and do- I'm going to let it settle in. I'm going to add some, I'm really lazy. I'm going to, so I get the onions already chopped. I didn't want to cry on camera. Mm. So I'm sprinkling some onions on here, which you will see. I also got some gluten-free, go ahead. No, no, I was just thinking back in the day when you were um, behind the, in front of the camera, I guess. Did you ever have like a a, a chef on, on your show and have. I did. Totally. It was a disaster or does it always work out? Like it's perfect. It usually works out. 
actually pretty perfect. Um, I had Guy Fieri. He was one of my favorites to have on the show. Um, Also, who was the guy that does the great food truck race? Um, I had the great opportunity to go cook with him as well. I featured him in Forbes magazine. But I'm using gluten-free breadcrumbs. I'm sprinkling probably way too many on top. Um, But it's the Italian one, so it adds a little extra flavor to it. And here's another little secret. You're going to love this. And it's really healthy. It's nutritional yeast. It has a lot of B vitamins in it, and it's really cheesy. So usually if I'm adding it to my Alfredo sauce, um, it makes it incredibly cheesy. But I'm putting this on top because it's going to make for a nice crispy cheese topping. I'm going to drizzle then a little bit of extra virgin, cold-pressed, hand-picked olive oil. Be very careful of the olive oils that you get, because did you know that most olive oils in the store are rancid? Yeah, you don't want to be using those. So you definitely want to be very careful as to what olive oil that you choose. And in the book, again, um, we have an entire section on how to pick out the healthiest olive oil. If you get the healthier olive oil, it is um, much, much better for you. So then I put it in the oven, 450. And I'm going to add that. Pull it out. Wait, like you are a professional. You made one ahead of time. <laughs> I did make one ahead of time. I was actually really proud of myself. Look um, at you. Wow. <laughs> so I wish my dad was actually in here. He tasted the cookie and really liked it. But He's watching football, which is yeah, what you do um, on Thanksgiving as well. I, yeah. I want to, <laughs> he, he loves his football. Oh, he just came in. He actually, this is going to be really, really hot though. So be very, 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 very careful. It's really hot. Do you see the steam? That's too hot for him. <laughs> yeah. Hot. Do you see the steam? It's hot. <laughs> it's really hot. hot. I can careful. see the steam coming off of it. So go back to what did you use as a cheese substitute? Not a cheese substitute, but a Oh, gives- look, he likes it. Mikey likes it. <laughs> Cheese sauce is made of nutritional yeast. The nutritional yeast, okay. And he just took another one of the cookies. (laughs) Is it going to taste like cheese, though, Kim? Oh, it does. It is so creamy and cheesy. But the bag looks like. Yes, and it says nutritional (laughs) yeast on it. Um, I tried to get the organic one. And even Douglas, Douglas, you are really big into cheese, and you, you love your cheesy, creamy soups. As a pad warrior or a patient and someone who's had to change your diet, how have you felt about some of these hacks using the nutritional yeast and using the xanthan gum? Have they made a difference for you? Yes. And I, I, I grew up, you know, the stuff I'm eating now, I would have never eaten before until I got PAD and I knew I had to change my eating habits. So it was that idea that nutritional yeast, oh, uh-uh, no, I don't think so. You know, I'm butter. I'm on yeah. real. Yeah, and if you're afraid of butter, use cream, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can I just make a, a tiny wee warning? If you've got irritable bowel syndrome or if you have um, a yeast intolerance, um, avoid nutritional yeast. Yes. But so that nutritional yeast, you just sprinkle, like what else do you use that for? It's you like can, a cheesy thing. Pop, it's good on pop. I've used it in my stew. I've used it in my on top of my fish when I bake my fish. Okay. I've sprinkled it on popcorn. It's good on popcorn. popcorn. And that would be a substitute for salt or butter or something too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's and I'm 
<laughs> and of course, what did I do? This is really going to be brilliant. This is why, you know, some of our friends that are listening right now are actually in the chat making fun of me. So I went ahead and when I tasted it, I tasted the one I just made versus the one that was finished. So I got a mouthful of cold onions and cold string beans and <laughs> yeah. So now I'm going to taste the good one. <laughs> did you actually eat it or did you spit it out? I'm still crunching on the onions. Oh, <laughs> um, comment from Marie. She's glad she's mm. not in your kitchen today, Kim. <laughs> I might send a plane ticket to her to come on out. <laughs> uh, mm, so actually, I think sometimes we worry about the taste difference. I can't. I have not been able to notice that big a difference between like regular cheese and the nutritional the stuff that I'm using now. I can't t- tell a big difference. I mean, this is going to sound like a, a stupid question. I got to run. I had a little bit of a fall. One second. All right. I'll be back on excitement during we'll a live take, radio show. Well, we've got okay. 30, we've got uh, thirty seconds left anyway. But um, we'll come when we come back. We've got to talk about what we're gonna our protein that we're going to eat, right? So uh, please stay with us. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back to The Heart of Innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. Once again, here's Emmy Award-winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr. John Phillips. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Yeah. Bye. No, I can't believe the shows are almost over already, and, you, and, so, and it's, it's truly live, right? We had a we had a, a mild disaster. <laughs> we, had a, we had a little fall. My dad fell in the house, but he's all good. Everything's fine. Oh, okay. um, I thought maybe it was my cookie that <laughs> killed him. Melissa, I see you there. Do you get any comments about all this? I am. Dietitian Melissa, final thoughts. She is joining us to kind of judge us and to give us those final (laughs) healthier hacks for the holidays. Have you stopped laughing yet? (laughs) Well, no, listen, I I will tell you, I used to do a lot of live television with cooking demonstrations, and there are definite snafus. I mean, total snafus where once a host turned up the heat on a real working stove and I was supposed to pour in a cooking oil at the very beginning of the recipe. And I kept trying to turn it down and she kept turning it on. And it was like three minutes into the segment before we actually got to the demo. So pouring this and it went like this, literally like three feet in the air. And I'm like, she screams and yells. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, (laughs) so there's definitely, def- you know, some stuff that happen, but but I want to make a quick comment. I mean, obviously, I have a lot of things I can say, but the quick comment is, is that when you're making these changes and alterations and and finding substitutions, you know, you still want to keep in mind it's like the taste of it all. Um, you know, it's you know, you don't want to like take something out and then be forcing yourself to eat something that's not good. And um, that's true. But, you know, you can also use avocado oil. I know we were kind of talking about that in the break, hearing, you know, what types of oils. Olive oil is really, really good, but I've become a huge fan of avocado oil. Um, Yeah, so it's and I think it actually has a buttery, more buttery taste than the olive oil, to be honest. Um, If you get the light versions of the olive oil, you're not going to get quite that olive taste. But if you get the darker oil of the olive oil, it is going to be a stronger, more pungent type olive taste. And it's also going to come through in the in the foods you cook. So if you're you know, using it in something more sweet versus savory, you know, you probably want to make sure you get the light, lighter version of the, the oil, the olive oil. But um, 
you know, and then talking about proteins, um, you know, um, I usually tell my patients, like, you want to try to, you know, use some of the healthier meats, you know, healthier cuts that are leaner, so you don't have as much fat, you can get something that's like 90% lean or leaner, that's going to be better. I mean, I personally like to get at least 95 to 97% lean, um, you know, because they're not going to, and you can Mm -hmm. tell if it has a lot of fat by how much white marbling is in it. And the more marbling, it's more fat. And, you know, that is something though that makes it more savory and, and more flavorful, but it is also going to be something that can contribute to, uh, you know, elevating cholesterol levels and, and leading to other plaque buildups. So but tur- Turkey's um, pretty lean, right? Yeah, it is. You know, dark meat is going to be the, the fattier part of any, you know, bird, whether it's turkey, if it's chicken or any other type of um, bird, that you know, protein. So um, keep that in mind. Um as well if you're wanting to cut the fat back. But overall, it doesn't have a lot of fat compared to, you know, like beef, you know, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, it's, um, and then, you know, salts, you can use um, something called um, green salt. It's actually from seaweed in the ocean and it has 50% less sodium in it. So you can cook with it. You can add it at the table at the very end when you're ready to eat it. Um, so, you know, the recommendation is 2000 milligrams of sodium per day, and that's like a teaspoon total for everything, what's naturally in the food, what you add in cooking and what you add at the table to eat. So, um, the green salt's a really good way to go because you get fantastic. Thanks. We got 30 seconds left, Kim. What do you have? What's your protein going to be? My protein, I think we're going to do a little bit of a light, uh, turkey slice. It's just a little bit of the breast along with this. So it's a perfect meal. Fantastic. Well done for everything you've done today. It was fantastic. And you, Douglas. Happy holidays, everyone. Innovation with Emmy Award winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr. John Phillips. Our mission is to help patients live a better quality of life through comprehensive education, real time support, and high touch advocacy in partnership with thewaytomyheart.org and take a stand against amputation. Our purpose is to reduce the 1.5 million heart attacks and strokes and nearly 200,000 amputations annually. For more information regarding topics you've heard discussed on today's program, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. The Heart of Innovation is for educational and informational purposes only, and advice and views shared are not a substitute for medical advice from your own supervising physician. Do not act on any information provided in this show without the explicit consent from your own healthcare team. If you think you are having a medical emergency, call your local emergency number or go to the nearest hospital or emergency room. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.